Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Chris and Amy Show, sponsored by Summer at SLU. Find your kids' best summer yet at St. Louis University. The following is a special KMOX sports presentation. From Bush Stadium in Ballpark Village, it's the 27th Annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Now, live from Cardinals Nation Restaurant, here are Chris Ranji and Tom Ackerman. Good morning and welcome into the show. Guess what? Winter warm-up couldn't come at a better time because right now as we sit here and speak, Tom Ackerman, it is two degrees in St. Louis. It is a true winter warm-up. Every time we get the temperature, we're going to say who it is. It's red shandienst out there. It is, uh, actually, oh, no, uh, I got uh, an update. Uh, uh. It is now four degrees. It's Yachty or Molina. Yachty. It yeah. is Yachty out there today. Uh, great to be with you, man. I love this show. I always look forward to this when we find out on the schedule that you and I are going to work together because we don't get to. Like so, once a year. Yeah, it's great. This winter warm-up. It's Here we great. are again. We're, we're talking ball, Chris Ranji, Tom Ackerman, and a host of guests today. We have a ton of players that are coming by. You won't believe it. We're going to talk to Tommy Edmonds, Stephen Matz, Lance Lynn, Packy Naughton, Ryan Helsley, Wilson Contreras, Ali Marmol, and more We've got a lot here ready to go. It is winter warm-up. This is the time that when, when an event like this happens, Tom, you know that spring training is happening just a couple of weeks uh, from now. And, and it again, warm-up is the perfect name for an event like this because it is getting you ready for baseball season. It is. And, you know, it is time to turn the page on 23. You know, yeah. I think we've talked enough about it. In fact, if you're being honest with yourself, we knew in July that this season was coming to an end. They were starting to put the pieces together, what they were going to trade and all that stuff. By July 4th, it was over. And it's been a while now. It's time to figure out what went wrong, but also turn the page and a clean slate and reset for 24. They have to. They've got to play with an edge, but also play smart and figure out what they could not accomplish and assess it here moving forward. And I know you're going to point immediately to the front office and say, did they do enough? It's not always about that, though. It, it is about, yes, what John Moselak does to construct the roster, but it's about how does Ali Marmel lead this team, which players step up and become leaders. It's not always about numbers. It's about cohesion. And this team just did not have anything go right. I mean, it was just like the only thing that went right was at the end that Adam Wainwright got his 200th. That was the highlight of the year. And Jordan Walker making a great run in his rookie year. But otherwise, it was a difficult one to navigate for Cardinals fans, and they're not pleased about it. And you totally get it. This is a passionate fan base that has high standards. Not used to a 71-win season, Tom, and that's – that I, I wouldn't say the Cardinals fans are spoiled, but they've gotten to see a lot of very good baseball over the last 20-plus years. So when you do have a year like this where they're that far below 500, that's that's like a real punch in the gut because you're just not used to it. Yeah, the Cardinals' plan is to have a team that wins the division every year, yeah. and then they take their chances in the playoffs. But every year this team is built to win, and so to have it – 
hit and crater like it did last year is disconcerting, disappointing to everybody from Bill DeWitt all the way down. I assure you of that. They are not happy. They will not admit this probably because they want to put on a happy face here to everybody, but they were embarrassed. I mean, it, it is not what the Cardinals are all about, and the fans want much better than that. I mean, look at the history of this team, recent history. Yeah. World champion, world champion. 04 probably should have been a world champion, but they ran into a buzzsaw. I mean, one season after the other, it has been really good. And then, you know, for the last decade, since that World Series in 13, it is slowly – regress to they are not a postseason giant anymore and they have to figure out a way to get themselves back to that major acquisitions for the cardinals during the offseason picking up bringing back lance lynn um signing kyle gibson acquiring sonny gray who is considered one of the top pitchers in in baseball right now major league uh, mlb network just last week did their top 10 starters for 2024, and he was number 10. And that's where it all unraveled last year. I mean, you can point to everything, and it all con- was was a mess. And everything contributed to it, but it started with the rotation. The Cardinals yeah. gambled that Adam Wainwright and company would stay healthy. They did not before the season even started. Wainwright hurts his leg, lifting weights in a World Baseball Classic workout. I mean, things happen, and they could not recover. They yeah. tried Jake Woodford. They tried Dakota Hudson. They tried everybody. And it just, the innings, then that hurts the bullpen. Then the bullpen blows 28 saves. The offense, which was really good, is trying to do six, seven, eight runs a game. Uh, that's too much. They're out of, things are out of character. The defense fell apart. I mean, it was just, it happened. Let's push it aside and focus on 24 and how this team can get off to a great start. And, yes, they're going to be challenged right away, and I actually think that's good. I, I mean, not that you take anybody lightly, right? but this isn't just some team. This Dodgers is the Dodgers, out of the gate. man. Yep. You're going to be in the spotlight. You better be ready to go. And the Cardinals are supposed to be a team, when they walk into your stadium, you look at them and say, we better be good this series because they're not going to beat themselves. Cardinals have to get back to that. I'm not going to take too much away from what happens at the – the early part of the season because, as you know, whatever your team is early April is not necessarily what they're going to look like at the end of September. That that kind of stuff changes all the time. But you can't find yourself in a deep hole early on that you're climbing out of or trying to climb out of as the season goes on because if the hole's too deep, you'll never climb out. All right, that's right. And that's why Sonny Gray is a great addition. Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson provide innings. I think that Lynn – giving up whatever it was, and we're going to talk to him here on the show about this, all yep. the home runs that he gave up. I think he's identified something and the team has as well. I think this bark plays better to him, and that, that number will be reduced. But the most important thing is that he gives you a chance to win. It is huge to have innings. You've got to have it. So they did what they had to do. You've got to give the Cardinals some credit for going out by Thanksgiving having what they needed. They yep. had to have. Do they need more sizzle? Sure. I mean, I'd love to have it. It comes at a cost. I still believe, I've said it over and over, that the Cardinals are still shopping. I think that they are looking for another arm or two. Whether that is something they can write a check for, I think is probably at this point what they'd like to do. I don't think they need to trade any more prospects or anybody else, but if they had to do that, they could do that. But you're going to get into a whole bidding war. The better thing is that they accomplish what they had to do in November, Yep. And now they can sit back a little bit and be opportunistic. 
So you can look and see, oh, well, this this client of this agent doesn't have a suitor. Maybe we can swoop in and entice them with something. We've got so many guests that are scheduled to be with us. And, of course, as this always goes, sometimes things fluctuate a little bit. But um, Lance Lynn will be here. Ryan Helsley scheduled to be here. Ollie Marmol will be here. Wilson Contreras, we're going to talk to him. Uh, Tommy Edmond, all of these will be happening today. We're broadcasting live from Cardinals Nation at Ballpark Village. If you want to join in and visit with us, Tom and I will have some opportunities to talk amongst uh, each other. So 314-436-7900 is the number to text the show. If you would like to do that, we'd love to hear from you. We expect to talk with Stephen Matz soon right here on the Chris and Amy show from winter warm-up on KMOX. Following is a special KMOX sports presentation. From Bush Stadium and Ballpark Village, it's the 27th Annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Now, live from Cardinals Nation Restaurant. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Here are Chris Ronji and Tom Ackerman. That's right. We are at Cardinals Nation. If you want to stop by and see us, we would love to see you. As we mentioned right off the top of the show, a lot of people are going to be stopping by. We do expect to be talking with Stephen Matz uh, fairly soon. Ryan Helsley, Oliver Marmol will be with us. We've got Wilson Contreras coming up. Uh, but right now, wanted to bring to you an interview. Had a moment to talk with uh, now starting center fielder it looks like Tommy Edmond here at Cardinals Nation at Ballpark Village visiting with Tommy Edmond here during the winter warm-up on KMOX Tommy it's good to see you you got the Michigan hat on congratulations thank you very much I appreciate it it was a it was definitely a good year for Michigan football Uh, my dad brother and I actually got to go to the Rose Bowl Um, seeing him beat Alabama was was pretty exciting yeah, how was that? I mean, you go see uh, that the, the perennial, they're always winning, they're always in the championship game. Your your team goes there and beats them. It's got to feel amazing. Yeah, no, it was, it was really, really cool. Um, that was probably my second time, or I think it was the third time going to the Rose Bowl. Um, I, I saw Michigan play there 2007, I believe. Um, okay. But, yeah, going up against Alabama, who obviously has had a ton of success, and um, I think they had a little bit of a down year this year, but, I mean, Michigan was just dominant. Uh, they really should have won by a couple of touchdowns, but a couple of miscues, but it was, yeah, it was just really fun to watch him play in person. You get to see Nick Saban in his last game, too. How's that feel? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I definitely didn't realize it at the time, but, yeah, to see uh, a legend's last game is, is pretty special. So how are you feeling getting ready for spring training just a couple of weeks away from that, really? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm very excited to, to get going with, uh, with some baseball stuff again, especially after a a little bit of a sour note last year. Um, really excited to, to turn things around and, and uh, show everybody that we, uh, we're a great team and, and uh, what we're capable of. Yeah, and I, I think people watching last year felt like the team was a lot better than what ended up happening on the field. 
as you look back on it, do you do you feel like you have a handle on exactly what went wrong? Yeah, no, I think so. I mean, there were it, it wasn't just one thing; it was just about everything. You know, um, there were different times of the year where uh, different facets of the game weren't, weren't performing. Our offense wasn't performing at times. Our pitching wasn't performing at times, and our defense wasn't performing at times. So um, it never really kind of lined up. And, and we had a lot of tough losses last year. And um, obviously, we know our team's a lot better than what our record showed. Um, so I think that uh, having an offseason to kind of sit and reflect on that and, and know uh, and identify the areas that we can improve, um, I think a big part of it, too, is just like the clubhouse cohesion. Um, so last year was a, a bit of a weird uh, spring training with everybody gone for World Baseball Classic. So I imagine that will be a, a, a big focal point for us going into the spring is kind of just uh, establishing that, that clubhouse that we have. You sort of touched on something that was my next question, and that is do you – is it more helpful as a player to just forget about a season like that, or do you like to find the things that went wrong and, and see what you can do to address it? Um, a little bit of both, you know. Um, I mean, it's definitely, you don't want to just completely forget about it because you don't want to forget about the mistakes that you made last year. Um, so, in that sense, um, you definitely can learn from a lot of the things that happened last year. Um, and But at the same time, we also have to kind of forget about all the losses we had and understand that we have a ton of great players on this team and, and we're capable of winning a World Series. Um, so just in terms of looking back on last year, we kind of view that as a little bit of a fluke year um, and not at all indi indicative of what we're capable of. It was uh, a few years ago I was working for a, a different station in town and uh, we had you on right, right as you, you got the call up. And now that it's been that many years, how do you feel like your game has changed as a player. They've been asking you to do all kinds of stuff, and you've done it. So how do you feel like things have gone for you and yeah. your progression? Yeah, no, it's, it's been a bit of a whirlwind uh, the past, what was it, four and a half years now? I mean, it just really seems like it's flown by. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, I've, I've gotten to kind of fill a bunch of different roles for the Cardinals, whether it's uh, position-wise or where I'm hitting the lineup. Um, and, you know, I've, I've kind of just tried to, I've kind of learned from each past season, and I try to approach each offseason um, knowing that I could uh, fill any variety of positions. So right now it looks like I'll almost likely be playing center field, um, but obviously I'm preparing uh, in the infield as well, just in case something weird happens. Um, so you know, I, I, I think just having that experience now, there's, there's, I don't want to say there's nothing that the team could throw at me that I haven't experienced yet, but I think it would be hard for them to find something. Maybe catcher one day. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> Catcher's the one position I don't think I could ever play. That's a, you know, most guys will say, hey, wherever they need me, that's where I'm, I'm going to be if they want me to play left I'll do that third base I'll do it but you, you obviously have your preferences is it your preference now to be able to play wherever you want or wherever they ask you to yeah no I mean I I wouldn't say I necessarily have a preference like defensively I just want to be on the field you know I, I think I the, the big part to me is just just being able to go out uh, go out each and every day and perform and, and uh, whatever position on the field that is um, so be it, you know. Um, but I, I think the thing I take the most pride in is just being able to, uh, to take the field every single day. So you're right now going through the contract, the arbitration process. What's that like for you? Yeah, no, it's... Uh I haven't, uh, I haven't been too involved in it, to be honest. Um, my agent, I kind of have left that up to my agent to determine what he determines my value to be worth and, and uh, let him negotiate with the front office. Um, so I have an idea of what's going on, obviously, um, but I kind of try to leave most of that to my agent. Yeah, does it feel like you can easily just work on your stuff and not have to worry too much about it? 
Yeah, obviously. Um, obviously, it, it, you do think about it a little bit in the background, um, but um, I'm primarily focused on just working on my baseball stuff, you know, getting ready for the next season. Um, and I, if, it, if we do go to trial, then obviously I'll have to be at the trial, but um, that's kind of just a one-day kind of thing. So other than that, I'm not really thinking about it too much. Do you have one specific thing that you can think of you want to have accomplished before spring training comes to an end? Yeah, I mean, for me, I... I I, uh, I've been working on uh, some good stuff this offseason. Actually, since I had the, the wrist injury, I wasn't able to start hitting quite as early this year, um, which has kind of been a, a bit of a blessing because I've been able to really go down to some of the mechanical side that I, I felt like I've had some flaws in the past couple of years. Um, so I've really been able to hammer away at that, um, and I think I've made some good progress. Um, so I'm excited to see how that comes across in the games once I um, am playing again. Have you tried well, – I don't know if you've been working with, um, you know, any of the, the – Organizations that uh, that work on hitting that are that specialize in that sort of thing. Have you been doing that during the off season? Um, I right at the beginning of the off season, I went down to, to the Marucci Bat Lab, yeah, um, okay. and I pretty much got the surgery right after that. So other than that, I haven't no. Okay, so you're getting ready for spring. I heard last night you won an award at the Baseball Writers Dinner. Yeah, no, it was uh, the Outstanding Achievement Award, um, I, which I won along with Lars Newbar. Yeah. Um, and it was cool. I mean, it was an amazing dinner. That was the second time I've gotten to go. Um, the first time was uh, it was 2020 after my rookie season. Um, and I remember it being a very special experience then. And, and last night um, was amazing as well. I got, I got to sit at the table next to Tony La Russa and yeah. um, a couple of the members of the 2004 uh, NL, uh, NL champion team. Um, and just to hear their experiences and, and see what their uh, what their season was like um, was really cool and it was I think one of the best parts was just hearing about the camaraderie that they had in the clubhouse um, and it kind of reminded me that yeah we just we're supposed to uh, be having fun out there and enjoying the time with our teammates so um, just spending a lot of time together talking about baseball and talking about the games and um, that's kind of something I I'll, I'll think I'll try to make a priority of this year. Tommy, it's good to talk to you. Uh, best of luck this season. Good luck in spring training. And uh, glad you're feeling well and glad you're healthy. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. That is starting center fielder Tommy Edmond. At least that is the presumption that he will be starting the season in center field for the Cardinals. And by the way, he is, and I, I mentioned it to him, asked him the question about the uh, arbitration process, which is, is ongoing right now, and the way it works is his camp offers a number to the team, the team counters with a different number, and if they end up going through the arbitration process, a third party decides what that should be, if it should be what the Cardinals offered or what he offered. Sometimes what will happen is, and by the way, the difference is um, his camp has asked for $6.95 million in a 2024 salary. The Cardinals with $6.5 million, so only about uh, you know $4.5 million, or what, $450,000 difference, so it's not that big of a gap. There is the possibility, as it always exists, that maybe the two sides work out something a little more long-term. That could end up happening depending on what they want to do with him, but this is somebody who has been incredibly valuable for the Cardinals, not just as an infielder, but clearly he's going to be playing in center field, going to be playing the outfield, and pretty much wherever they ask him to go, he is there for them. So um, wishing the best to Tommy Edmond, and we'll see if this contract thing gets figured out here, sorted out uh, fairly soon, which I do 
expect it to happen. Look, we've got spring training coming up. Uh, I mean, heck, we're less than a month away from pitchers and catchers getting out there, and a lot of guys will get there a lot sooner than they need to be. They don't always have to show up early to Jupiter, Florida, but most players nowadays do get there a whole lot sooner than they need to so they can get some work in. And, and of course, almost all of them are doing work during the offseason. That's modern baseball and, and how things work now. So uh, we did talk to Tommy Edmond, thank him for his time. We will be speaking with Ryan Helsley. You'll hear an interview with him that Tom Ackerman conducted not too long ago. Wilson Contreras expected a visit with us. We think we're going to have Oliver Marmol probably in the 11 o'clock hour, uh, hoping to spend a little bit of time with him. Jojo Romero is going to join us. Michael Ciani, young player in the Cardinals system now. He's got a handful of games experience at the big league level. He is going to be joining us as well. Tom Ackerman with me, live from Cardinals Nation at Ballpark Village. We are here until 1 o'clock. Then the Dave Glover Show takes over. Uh, Glover is going to be speaking to Daniel Descalso and Dylan Carlson. You're going to want to listen all day long here as we are broadcasting live from winter warm-up. It's Tom Ackerman and Chris Ranji on KMOX. The following is a special KMOX sports presentation. From Bush Stadium and Ballpark Village, it's the 27th Annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Now, live from Cardinals Nation Restaurant, here are Chris Ranji and Tom Ackerman. Cardinals winter warm-up coverage continues from Ballpark Village on KMOX. I'm Tom Ackerman, joined by Cardinals pitcher Stephen Matz. Great to see you. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad that you were selected last night as the Daryl Kyle Award recipient. That is the only award at the Baseball Writers' Dinner chosen by the players. I know that meant a lot to you. Yeah, it definitely means a lot. You know, those are the guys that you you really want their respect. Um, you know, they, they see everything. There's no hiding in a clubhouse. So uh, for them to vote on me, you know, it was really cool. It was really special for me. And for you, you mentioned that it felt not only satisfying, but it felt, you know, that all that you do is recognized meant a lot. Can you go into that a little bit? You are a family man. You care a lot about baseball, obviously, but you do have to have a significant life and balance in your faith, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, that's really important for me. That, that's a big driving force is, you know, just loving God and loving people, um, you know, and, and throughout the season, you, you really try to focus on that, especially the guys who are around the most. You know, you want to be a good teammate. You want to reach out to guys. You want to stay in tune when guys are struggling and, and those type of things, you know. And so uh, that, that, that's definitely a driving force. Because baseball is a lot about failure and about dealing with failure. How have you done that? We'll talk about some success here in a second. But how have you dealt with the setbacks in your career? I think just always having a good um, support system around me is huge. You know, it, it could feel pretty lonely out there when you fail, when you're out on the field failing and, uh, you know, that carrying that weight in your shoulders. So to have a good support system is everything. The Cardinals really like you. I mean, they wanted you. They got you. They've kept you. And you're in this rotation, a rotation that has been improved. Uh, they have added some innings. What do you think about what they've done? Oh, I'm really excited. You know, I, I get to work with Sonny a little bit, and I threw with him the other day. He lives in Nashville, you know, with, with me, and he's going to be such a great um, great asset to this team. He's a bulldog. He's He loves baseball, and, uh, you know, he's already bringing ideas and, and just talking and 
you know, just in the in the out, winter workouts. And so I've heard great things about Kyle, and I know Lance a little bit too. And um, you know, I'm really excited. You know, I'm the youngest one on the staff now at 30, 32, 30, 33 years old this season. So uh, it's going to be really fun. Um, I think we're going to have a great, uh, you know, great camaraderie amongst the starters, and I'm looking forward to that. What I hear about Sonny is that he will throw a bullpen. And then he'll gather people around and be like, okay, any questions? Like, here, here's what I did, and he'll explain stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, he mentioned that a little bit, how he, he really um, he really values the starters watching each other's bullpens. This way, when we're sitting in the dugout, um, you know, you can bounce stuff off guys. And, and he was talking to me about that, how, he, how that's really important to him. And, um, you know, he likes talking baseball, so that's, I'm going to learn some stuff from him. I'm excited about that. What about this team just overall? Is it time to turn the page on 23 do you still look at 23 and try to learn what went wrong and what you can do to be better how do you deal with that um yeah definitely um i think all of us can reflect back you know on the previous year um and see where we went wrong you know you know things that we can improve on um and i think that's all you can do you can't harp on it you can't have a fear that that's gonna repeat you know you just you move on you learn from what happened but ultimately you know that this fresh start with some new faces and you know it brings energy to the guys and I, I'm excited I think it's going to be a great year. Steven Matz is with us at this stage in your career how is your pitch arsenal I mean do you feel pretty good still about what you bring to the table I, I remember the first time I saw you pitch for the Cardinals I'm like wow I forgot how hard Matz's fastball is I mean you can still bring it. Yeah you know it was a real bummer for me to get hurt last year uh, you know um but ultimately, I was throwing really well. Uh, I'm really excited. I feel like I'm honestly in the prime of my career. It's just about staying healthy and, and keeping those little nagging injuries um, at bay. So I feel like my stuff is as good as it's ever been in my career. Um, you know, I haven't lost anything at, you know, at 32 years old. I feel like I'm kind of at my prime. So I'm really looking forward to that. You know, I've learned a lot. We, I got with the trainers. We've had a really good plan going into this offseason, and we've been just been trying to stay consistent with that. So, uh yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Cardinals added Dean Kikheffer to the staff. That's a sneaky good addition, actually, because Kikheffer will, as a former Major League pitcher, adding another set of eyes to the staff can identify some things, can he? Yeah, he definitely can. You know, I remember him from last spring training, and he's just a great personality. He's, he's very um, low-key, um, but, you know, he's just a nice presence to have around. I think that's going to be a great addition to our team. What about just in general pitching in this organization, but also pitching in front of these fans? You've been all over the place, man. I mean, you pitch for the Mets. You know how raucous that place can get. You pitched in every stadium, basically. What's the difference with Cardinals fans? What's your read on them? Um, they just are they're so loyal, you know, and that's one thing I, I realized. You know, last year obviously was, was the toughest year in, what, 20-plus years. And, uh, you know, they still showed up. They still supported us. Obviously, everybody was disappointed. The team was disappointed. They, you know, we sensed their disappointment. But ultimately, they still showed up and they still supported us. And there's just a difference there. You just want to, it makes you want to win for, the, win for them even more. What about Adam Wainwright and his final year? And you talk about struggles. I mean, that story that he told last night about the shoulder was unbelievable. I mean, how he could hardly throw a pitch and then somehow a higher power and he is able to get through to get his 200th win. What a career, and what sort of influence did he have on you? He had a tremendous influence. Um, I've learned so much from him um, on and off the field, honestly, just the way he balances his family life, the way he competes, and he's, you know, how he's done it for so long. You know, um, 
I remember last year after he, he got his 200th win, he was like contemplating to tr- try and keep going. And I was like, please do not pitch anymore. Like, you know, you know, inside the clubhouse, you, you understand a little bit more what guys are dealing with. And obviously he's not going to say that to, you know, publicly, but um, yeah, no, just, just that the fact that he wanted to keep pitching, um, it just shows to, to, it really sums them up. Yeah, and the speech in the interview that I'm talking about, we'll air it on KMOX here in just a little bit, and you'll hang on every word, folks, I guarantee you. It's, it's one of his best. Stephen, just in closing, where are you headed from here? How soon do you get to Florida and get this things rolling here? I'm going to go uh, maybe a few days early down uh, in February. Um, I got a nice little routine going right now in Nashville, and the wife's on, you know, who's a musician's on tour, so she's getting home from Monday to Thursday. So I don't want to leave out too soon and, you know, miss that family time. So um, the bus rolls back into Nashville, so it'd be good to be home when they're when they're back in town. So very cool. Yeah, I'm heading to Nashville to do a couple of basketball games. Haven't been there in a while, so I'm looking forward to getting back. Great, great town. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Stephen Matz with us on KMOX. We'll be back right after this. From Bush Stadium and Ballpark Village, it's the 27th Annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Now, live from Cardinals Nation Restaurant, here are Chris Ronji and Tom Ackerman. Visiting with outfielder Michael Ciani here at Winter Warm-Up at Ballpark Village. Michael, it's good to have you. Thanks for stopping by. How are you? Good. I'm I'm doing well. Appreciate you guys having me. It's good to be here. Now, I don't know if uh, Cincinnati has one of these. Do the Reds have a winter warm-up kind of thing? Is this similar? Yeah, they do it. Um, it's a little bit different. They do like a Reds Fest kind of thing, and then a different weekend they do a caravan. So they kind of split it up into two, but it's 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 similar. Yeah. What do you like about these? Uh, I mean, being able to interact with the fans is awesome. Um, you know, obviously coming into the city and, and, and being able to be here, obviously, obviously it's not the best time of year to be here probably but um no it's good to it's good to have the support from the fans you know a lot of them came out even even considering how cold it is and and everything so you see how how important it is to them so just being able to interact and and seeing them firsthand here is is pretty cool you've been in the organization for a little bit of time you got a handful of games uh, at the major league level what what have you noticed different about being with the Reds organization and now being with the Cardinals? I know there are a lot of similarities, but sometimes there are small differences. Yeah, um, definitely a lot of similarities. I mean, considering, you know, Midwest, Midwest-based Midwest teams and uh, same division. But, uh, no, there are some differences, too. I mean, I you know, I love the ballpark here in St. Louis a lot. Probably a little bit better than, than, than over in Cincinnati. Um, but... Uh, the, the, the group of guys here have been great, so just getting to know some of them. I knew kind of a few guys just from playing with them previously a little bit, um, whether it was in kind of the high school stuff or, or playing against them in, in pro ball. So uh, it, it was good to get to know the group of guys and, uh, and uh, you know, be able to come come close with them and, and come together as a team. And I thought uh, the end of last year, was it was a good group of guys, and I think we finished pretty, pretty well. And, and we're all on the same page going into the offseason about uh, adjustments we want to make individually and, and as a group. So uh, I think that there's a lot of good things to come, and I'm excited to get down to Jupiter. Yeah, you're, you're a young player. you got a lot of career ahead of you. But in the small amount of games you have been able to play, what are you able to learn just being with the big club? Um, I think just, just how to you know conduct yourself day in and day out in the big leagues, right? You, you have to have a plan. You have to have a routine uh, of, how you, of how you prepare yourself for the game and then uh, – you know how you make adjustments in game, and and how you want to do little things to make yourself better. And you, and you can, I mean, for me at least, it was it was great to have the older guys around. 
obviously Wayno's a pitcher and, and you know and stuff, but like having Goldie around and seeing what he does every day and uh, just little things like that, just just taking little pieces and, and kind of learning and um, you know making adjustments. It's 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 great to have those guys around to help you with that. Is that intimidating coming into an environment where you got two guys like that, MVP caliber players? Um, I wouldn't say it's intimidating. I, like I was lucky enough to play with Joey Votto over in Cincinnati, yeah. so I mean I I knew I got to know him pretty well and. and um, he's a legend of the game as well, MVP, and, and he's kind of done it all. So uh, I, I think just, you know, when you're playing the same game as those guys and, and you're going through the same process, you know, every day to, to get ready for, for nine innings. So I, I, I kind of treat it as the, you know, as the same thing. I, I don't really think of it as, as being intimidated. I just think of it as, you know, an opportunity to learn. You know, bringing up Votto is great because I don't know how much you pay attention to his his media presence is really good. Yeah. You know, he's very good on social media. Yeah. He's very good when he talks. Is he? Yeah. He's got to be like that in the clubhouse all the time. Yeah, he's, he's great to have. Right? He, he just, I mean, he was figuring out social media <laughs> the last couple of years for the first time, so yeah. it was cool to see him um, interact in, in that way. But, no, he's, he's great in the clubhouse and, uh, you know, always want to be asking him questions and bouncing stuff off of him just to kind of learn. And, I mean, he's been doing it for such a long time and seen so many things. So uh, he's definitely got along with, you know, the guys that – that are here that have been around for a while you know you want to talk to those guys and grab as much stuff as you can off them you know yeah as a young player is there a, a bit of advice that you've gotten that has stuck with you the most oh man um i don't know if there's one thing i think that you know i i've been lucky enough to be around uh so many good players like we just talked about but also like so many uh coaches and legends of the game like I mean, Willie McGee's here, and then I had Barry Lark and Eric Davis over in Cincinnati. So there's been so many guys that, you know, are legends within their own organization and within baseball in general. So um, I think just 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 learning from them, and even if it's in spring training and, you know, going through stuff before the season starts and then in season when, you know, they come and, and, and talk to us and, and go over some stuff with us, I think just, just – being consistent every day and, and and no matter what happens the night before, right? You could go over four, you could go four for four. I think you gotta bring that kind of same mentality in the next day and that's how you kind of be consistent over a, a really long period of time. And I mean as players that's what we want. Well, what's the thing about your game that you would like to improve on as you go into spring training? And I it's only what, four, five, six weeks, so it's not a ton of time, but right. you can at least get a little work in. Yeah, I mean, listen, you want to obviously be showing up to spring in the best shape you can be and, and ready to go, because obviously I'm competing for a spot and, and trying to do what I can to, to make the team, so uh, I, obviously I, mean, I want to be able to handle the bat a little bit better and, and be able to produce a little bit more with that, um, so just cleaning stuff up there and, and approach and mechanics, uh, certain stuff that, that I've been working on this offseason to try to help uh, kind of make myself a little bit uh, more of a, an option with the bat. Obviously, you know, I, I play pretty good defense. I'm known, with, known for that. I can run a little bit. So um, that kind of stuff I just want to keep going with and, and obviously keep improving on and uh, and uh, just doing whatever I can to, to you know help the team and, and be able to make an impact. And, and center field is your favorite position, yes. But you can play all over the outfield. Yeah, um, I played the most center field for sure, so yeah. I'm, I'm used to that the most. But I played all three, and I can play all three for sure. Yeah. So you are from Pennsylvania. Are you a Steelers fan? No, I'm I'm from the other side of PA. I'm from Philadelphia. Oh, oh so, okay. So I'm okay. I'm a dire Eagles fan. So tonight's a big night for me. Actually, we got it is. We got Eagles Eagles Bucks tonight. But uh, no, it's it's uh, it's a great city. My 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 family's still over there, and uh, I got two little brothers. So. Uh, 
you know they're 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 diehard Eagles fans too. So it, it was cool to come up in a sports city like that and. Uh, I was always into sports, so it was, it was easy for me to kind of latch on to that. I got a few friends who are Eagles fans, and they are freaking out today. Just yeah, freaking out. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm getting there today. I've, I've taken this weekend because we've got a lot of football on this weekend, so I've enjoyed I've enjoyed not having to worry about them so far. But today i gotta, I kind of got to lock it in and really, really pay attention and, and, and start worrying a little bit. But listen, Cowboys lost yesterday, so I'm, I'm, I'm on <laughs> – it's his borrowed time right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Michael, appreciate it. Best of luck this season. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. So it sounds like the Cowboys are not America's team after all. At least they are not Michael Ciani's uh, favorite football team, Cardinals outfielder, 24 years old, and uh, great dude. Really, really great dude. Looking forward to seeing him this season in a Cardinals uniform. Guess what's coming up on Thursday, uh, January 18th. We have coming up here at Tapawingo Golf Club. It is an evening with manager Ollie Marmol. So what you get is you get dinner, you'll get drinks, you get a Q&A opportunity, you get to see Tom Ackerman. Tom Ackerman is going to be there. What? Yeah, you're going to be there, Tom. Wow. Tapawingo Golf Club, and there are only a handful of tickets left to go. Uh, like, so, like three or something. Yeah. Is that it? I think there's like five tickets left. Oh, dude. Like. All right. Well, then you better get on at KMOX.com slash events if yeah, you want to go to this. Yeah, grab last few. Right? Let's sell it out. Yeah. It's going to sell out, so just like, you know, grab them. Yeah, it will definitely sell out. You've only got a couple of days to get it done. And I could be wrong. I mean, I, I hate to say, like, go get them, and then they're sold out. So I apologize in advance if you go to KMOX.com slash events and it's sold out and somebody beat you to it. That's right. But you'll have nobody to blame but yourself well, for you not know. getting there quickly. We, we gave you a heads up. That's all we can We've do. We've been telling you for, a, like, two weeks. <laughs> we have. <laughs> what, what, do you want, what do you want from us? We have. You've you got, you got to get on it. So that's coming up here. We do also expect to have a conversation with manager Ollie Marmol ourselves. We're going to be talking to him coming up here in a little bit. And, again, we're at winter warm-up, and, you know, things change. Schedules are flexible. But we do expect to have some time with Mr. Marmol coming up here soon. Yeah, it'll be fun. We're going to talk to him about a few things, and one of them is that he knows that he takes a lot of criticism. I think he's ready to go Thursday. He knows what's coming. Yeah. Anything and everything, and he's prepared to answer those questions, and I think he, you know, in the last year of his contract uh, is going to have a lot to prove and show, and, and that's comes with the territory. You're the manager of yeah. the St. Louis Cardinals. It's one of the hottest seats in sports, honestly, even if you're good. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting year for everybody. Yeah, and it cannot be easy when, you know, you've got that contract looming and, you know, you're trying to win, trying to keep everything together. So it'll be interesting to see what he has to say about it. And, again, um, tickets, KMOX.com slash events. Hopefully they're still there. Uh, 75 bucks for the evening, dinner, drinks, conversation with Ollie. You get to see Tom Ackerman as well. So we do expect to. Here at Cardinals Nation at Ballpark Village, talk to Oliver Marmol. That is scheduled next on KMOX. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.